Holy is our God most high. You know, as, as you listen to Richard, that was impressive. <laughs> that was really, really amazing. But you know, Richard, one of the things is, as I'm getting to know you and, and through this um, candidating uh, procedure that we do, the thing that impresses me the most about you and our interaction is that you, uh, I can tell, are rooted in the Lord. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that's an encouragement to me, so thank you so much. And, and that, that comes across when you play and do your music. We are finishing up a series called uh, New You for 2019, and it really lines up with that idea of how do we get our lives in line with the Lord? How do we dig deep in that relationship? How do we live our faith out in, in a way that's more than just Sunday mornings or, or uh, just once in a while opportunities to interact with the Lord? And as we've gone through that, we, we started the beginning of this year looking at a new focus and the idea that stuff's going to come into your life and it's going to cause you to, to reflect and to think about what God's doing. And sometimes it gets you completely uh, away from where you thought you were going and yet in it you can put your focus on Christ and so I think it's important that we start at that point of Christ-centered then we looked at new rhythms in life and the importance of taking a Sabbath and having that that time of work and that time of rest that time of pruning and that time of growth and I think it's important for us in a world that's a, a go get it do always be on the move that we become human beings where we have a relationship and, and a rhythm with our Savior and our Lord. And so we want to prioritize that. And then we talked about new priorities. How do I prioritize things in my life? What are my priorities? And we talked about the up, in and out, the vertical relationship I have with the Father and, and that relationship that, that helps me to understand everything else, that, that inward relationship I have with others, that I love God, we love each other, that we, we're growing together, and then we love the world. And, and we're demonstrating these things. When we come together, we're, we're, we're together and we're unified. And, and then next week we're gonna go out and we're gonna do something to say to the world, we, we love you in the name of Christ. And, and we believe that he has um, what all people need in salvation and hope and purpose and meaning. And so today we're gonna look at a new prayer life because I really believe, I really believe that um, it starts with this communication with God, this relationship you have with God. And so I wanna ask right out of the gate, how is your prayer life this morning? How is your prayer life? How was it in 2018? How will it be in 2019? Praying is communicating with God. It's being in relationship with God. And as I thought about this idea, I thought about, you know, who do I communicate with and, and who are the people I talk to and how do I talk to them? And, and I realized recently I've been getting all these phone calls and it says like Los Angeles, California, and I answer it and they say, congratulations, <laughs> you've won a trip. And, it, and, and I think it's a real person and it's not a real, it is a real person who recorded something and it's so disappointing, isn't it? Or I got a call last week and, and they said, you called? And I said, no, I didn't call you. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Who are you? And uh, they're like, why are you calling me? And I said, I didn't call you. I'm sorry. I don't know how that happened. But we talk to people all the time and, and, and we text people all the time now. But what's the point of it, right? 
What are the point of your conversations? I know when I call my dad, we're going to have a certain conversation. Maybe this is, you can relate to this. You're going to have the same kind of, how's the weather? How's life? How are things going? He's going to throw some politics in there. Um, we're, we have the same conversation similarly every time we talk. I know when uh, the kids come home from school, we have a similar conversation every single time. I should probably learn. Uh, how was your day? Fine. What did you learn today? Nothing. Anything exciting happen? No. <laughs> but what's the point? Why am I doing it? Why, why do we do this? Why do we interact? Why do we communicate? Why do we do these things? And I truly believe because the way God created us is to be relational. And when I talk to my dad, I always get something that helps me. When I talk to my mom, I always get something that helps me define how I think. When I talk to my kids, I'm I'm hopefully helping them to understand life a little bit better, to prioritize life the right way. When I talk to strangers, when I talk to people, there's 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 an investment. And I'm hoping that when I talk to people that there's an encouragement, that I'm offering something to them that's beneficial. When we meet, and and I feel in some ways this is a conversation because I read your body language. But it's a conversation saying, I hope this is beneficial. I hope this is pointing you to God. I hope this is productive for us. Because there are times in my life where my communication has been negative. And it's been a debit. It's been taking from people. And so when we look at this this morning and we look at Matthew and and Jesus gives us this way to have a conversation with God. He's giving us a tool and a template on how... How do I have this conversation where it can be beneficial? How can I go to God and know what to say? Because it can be very difficult to know how that relationship is to work in our lives. And when I say prayer this morning, maybe, you know, you've prayed before your meal or you pray before you go to bed and maybe you have that ritual prayer in your life, but sometimes it's hard to just get through a couple minutes before you're thinking about something else when you pray. And so this morning, what I would like to share with you is a tool that has helped me personally to be more committed to prayer. And I believe that it's a tool that can transform your life if you prioritize it and invest in it. So saying all that, I wanna stop and I wanna prioritize prayer and I wanna proceed with prayer. There's gonna be a lot of peas today. (laughs) Let's pray. Father, You are in heaven, which is amazing. And your name is a name I shouldn't be able to say because it is beyond me. It's beyond us. And Lord, we ask that your will would be done here this morning. We ask that you would speak to us and, and clarify to us truth. Lord, we pray that you would Give us what we need this morning. Lord, if there's anything in our hearts, our lives that, that are keeping us from you, anything that's keeping us from the people in our lives that, that we need to get forgiveness or ask for forgiveness about, Lord, I help, Lord, that whatever that is that's kind of muddling things or, or muddying things, Lord, I pray that you would help us um, to get those things right in our hearts and our lives. 
Lord, as we look at this chapter in Matthew, you spoke to Matthew, you guided Matthew in his life so that he would write this, so that we would have this. And Lord, as we read it, I pray that you would guide our minds like you guided Matthew's mind, that we would see how this works and how it, how it can be applied to our lives. And Lord, we pray that you would protect us in this. We pray that you would protect our hearts, you would protect our minds, you would protect us as people so that the enemy would not be able to overtake us. Lord, we we are so thankful because we know that the best is yet to come. We know that the future is bright because you hold the future. Lord, let this not be talk. Let this not be even you know, just another sermon. But Lord, allow us to live into this relationship with you. Allow us to know you more and to walk with you daily. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. This morning, we're gonna be looking at Matthew chapter six. Um, If you're here this morning and you're saying, you know, I came because I was invited. I wanted to check out Richard or, you know, whatever, that, whatever the reason you're here this morning. Um, if you're not a follower of Christ, I'm so glad you're here. Um, you're going to get to see a behind-the-scenes picture of what it is to follow Jesus, um, where that relationship, how that works, and how that lives out in our lives. And, and this, is, this is a very helpful tool uh, for those, whether you believe or you don't believe, to know what it is to have a day-to-day walk with Christ. And so um, this is Jesus' words. He's telling his disciples how to live their lives and how to approach this idea of prayer. And so we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 6, and this is all leading up. Um, Jesus has been teaching them about their motives and about what drives them and what motivates them and their priorities. And here he leads uh, to verse seven. And so here's what he says. And when you're praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them. You know, one of the things growing up in a Christian home Um, If you didn't grow up in a Christian home, you may not have this experience, but if you did, you may have had this experience. Um, You you learn the prayers pretty quick, right? Um, You know, dear God, thank you for this food. May it be uh, bountiful for our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Like all these big words you never use at any other time in your life, right? And you use these prayers regularly, but they don't, you don't think about them. They're meaningless repetition. And I did that a lot. I, I learned the prayer that my parents wanted me to pray before I went to bed, before we ate food, but I never really thought about those prayers. I never internalized those prayers. I never really grasped what am I actually praying. And I believe Jesus puts this here because he's trying to push a very important point. And that point is, is that this is relational. This is relational. What sort of relationship would it be for you if the person that you were in that relationship with just said the same thing the same way every time they talked to you? with the intent of getting something from you. That wouldn't be a very good relationship. And here Jesus is saying, don't be like that. Because what he, in a sense, he's saying thoughtless repetition ruins relationship. Thoughtless repetition ruins relationship. When I don't think about what I'm saying, when I don't care that I'm talking or who I'm talking to, and I'm just self-centered trying to get something from it, It ruins the relationship. And that's really what Jesus is saying is prayer is the essence of prayer is relationship. He continues, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. 
So what's the question? If you're reading that, what question would you have? It's the question I have. If God knows what I need before I pray, then what's the point of prayer? If God knows what you need before you pray, then why should you pray? And if you're a parent, I think we know the answer to this. Um, I could give my kids everything they've ever wanted and push them in the right direction and did everything for them and be a helicopter dad (laughs) and make sure that everything's taken care of for them and, and make sure they always make the right decision. But does that really help them? Yes, I know what's right for them, but I need them to know what's right for them. And I need them to grow in that relationship. And I need them to make mistakes. And I need them to know when they talk to me. Sometimes when I talk to to somebody and I hear myself say it, I realize, wow, I'm a selfish person. (laughs) And sometimes when my kids talk to me and I ask them questions, and and maybe when you were a kid and you talked to your parents, you began to realize, wow, I'm learning, I'm growing through this interaction with this person. And I believe what what Jesus is saying here is, is that he knows what we want, but he wants us to come anyway. And he wants us to be in that relationship. And I think this next part is extremely important. We're going to look at a tool right now, a tool that Jesus gives. And the, and the fear here is that you're going to be like my football team growing up because we would get together and we'd say the Lord's Prayer together, right? You've seen that? You get together and everyone, maybe you've been in a church where they said the Lord's Prayer every Sunday. Um, the Lord's Prayer, you would say it. But what Jesus says, he doesn't say, pray it then these words. What does he say? He says, pray then this way. Do you see the difference? He doesn't say, pray exactly these words every single time. No. He says, pray this way. He's giving us a tool. He's giving us a point of reference. When he says that, that means I can take literally everything in my life and add it into this tool. And that's what I want to demonstrate this morning is that when Jesus gave this to his disciples, he wasn't giving them one rote prayer that you pray over and over and over again. He was giving them a point of reference to all the things of life. He was allowing them to see that God is going to interact in every area. And here is how you can approach him. And here is how you can talk to him when you pray. And so here he begins. Our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. He begins the prayer by giving them a perspective. The perspective. My father, you're in heaven. You are in a place that is perfect and your name is holy. And so when I come to you this morning and I have stress and I have relational issues and I have financial issues and I have problems in my life or I don't know why this is happening or what is this going on in our world for, whatever the issue is, Whatever challenge it is that you want to come to the Lord with, um, Lord, why is there famine across the world? Why are there children that are going through pain and suffering? Um, When I come to God, I have perspective, realizing he is the Father, and he is holy, and he is in heaven. And when I come to him, that perspective begins to help me to understand. All right. Number one, I'm not going to be able to fix this. So I need to submit to the Father. I need to trust his holiness. I need to realize that he is in a place where eventually he's bringing that into our reality. But as of right now, that's where he is. He is my Father. He is in heaven. And he is good. 
You know what else that means? When I look around and I can see the tragedy of life, and as a person, I can see the problems in this world, and I can see the unfairness of life, guess what? God can see it a lot clearer than I can because he's holy, and I am not totally holy. But he sees it clearly. He knows it clearly. And as just a person I think I am, and as fair as a person I think I am, he is much more just and much more fair than me. So when I begin that prayer, I say, God, here I have um, this issue in my life of stress, but I know you're fair and you're holy and you are my God, you are my father. He could have said, I am your boss. He could have said, I am your God. That would have changed the relationship and changed the perspective. He chose to declare that he's our father and he loves you and he desires the best for you. And so when you come to him in prayer and you take whatever that is, whatever that challenge you have right now in your life and you bring it to him, you begin with that element of understanding the perspective of God within that prayer. He continues, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We understand God's purpose here. And they're all gonna be P, so you can remember them later. And actually, also, it's in your glance. Now, the first part should be, the first part should be, it's God's profile is the top. We didn't get the underneath there. It should be perspective. We understand God's purpose. What is God's purpose for you? What is God's purpose for me? What is God's purpose for our church? Why are we gathering here this morning? What is the point of all of this? Why do we have a worship arts pastor? Why do we have a senior pastor? Why do we have youth pastors? Why do we do the things that we do? Because our purpose is his kingdom. Our purpose is his kingdom. And his kingdom is coming. He tells us when we pray to not not forget your purpose. Don't forget why you exist. You're existing to be part of my kingdom. You exist for my kingdom, uh, for the will of my kingdom to be done, which is my will. And so the earth and heaven come together. And when we pray, we're actually connecting between earth and heaven. We're having this interaction between the God of the universe and ourselves. And, and we're saying, I want this situation to align with heaven and the kingdom purposes. So whether that's your finances, that's your relationships, whatever it is in your life, at that moment you're saying, I want these two things to come together. I want what's happening in heaven to happen in my life. I want justice and I want holiness to reign in my life like it reigns in heaven. I want your kingdom to be what my life is. When it comes to my children, when it comes to whatever, fill in the blank, whatever prayer you have in your heart right now, Bring that to this place. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come into this place. My work, my life, my relationships. Your will be done. Because my temptation, my temptation is my will to be done and my kingdom to be built. And he's saying, no, you gotta refocus. You gotta recenter. I'm giving you this tool that that helps you every day as you invest in it and prioritize it. Give us this day our daily bread, provision. Give me what I need, not what I want, right? Think about this right now. How many of you, when you were in middle school, prayed that you'd be able to date somebody? Don't raise, if you wanna raise your hand, that's brave. <laughs> what if God would've answered that prayer? Maybe he did for you, I don't know. 
What if everyone you prayed to marry, what if everything you ever prayed came true? Would that be a blessing for you now? (laughs) Right? Give me what you know I need. Because guess what? He sees the infinite past, infinite future. He knows your life. And when you come to him and you pray and you say, God, I have this stress in my life. I don't know what to do about it. It's driving me crazy. But Lord, I know you know what I need. And maybe I think I need more, but you keep saying no. Help me to trust that no. Help me to trust you in this, that you're giving me what I need and not what I want because I want a lot, but I know you know what I need. When I pray for others, I pray that you give them discernment in what they need and not what they want. It gives me clarity. It gives us understanding. Give me today my daily bread. Give me what I need today because I know you know what's best. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We are pardoned. He pardoned us, so we pardon others. I need forgiveness. I need to give forgiveness. This is the the hardest one. This is the one we probably all want to delete from this prayer. This is the one that's so important that if you go down to the end uh, of the verses here in verse 14, it says, if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your father will not forgive your transgressions. This is the only one he clarifies. This is the only one he doubles down on. This is the only part of the prayer that he says, you got to do this. And then he reiterates that. Why? Because my nature is not forgiveness. My nature is not to ask for forgiveness. Pride reign in my life. And I need to be reminded of how much I have been forgiven by my father. When I look at people and say, how could they do that to me? How could that ever have happened to me? And then I look at my relationship to the father and he has forgiven me everything. My whole essence was in rebellion to him. And yet he forgave me and he forgives us. And I can tell you, I've been there. This is probably the one where you're like, you know the name of the person maybe you haven't forgiven. You know the name of the person you need to ask forgiveness to. And you know what I've learned? It's really hard to pray this day in and day out and hold on to that bitterness and hold on to that anger and hold on to that hatred. Because eventually I begin to realize that I don't want my father to hold on to bitterness towards me. I don't want my father to hold on to any anger towards me. And so this is the one, he he said it twice to me. He said, are you willing to forgive the way I forgive you? When I pray for others, I pray that God would reveal their need to be forgiving because that may be the most empowering and freeing thing in their life. We are pardoned so we can pardon others. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There is a pathway and there is protection on that path. 
How many of you five years ago could have predicted where you are now? How many of you 10 years ago could have predicted everything that's happened in the last 10 years? How many of you know for certain the next five years what will happen? The next 10 years? I know I need two things. I need guidance on that pathway and I need God's protection. Because I've realized in life that when I try to go my own path, it leads nowhere. And I've realized that when I try to protect in my own power, I'm useless and powerless. And so every day, if I take that stress and I take whatever that prayer is and I apply it to this, to this tool that God has given me, it's not even a tool, it's just a point of reference to talk to God and say, God, I need you to guide me because my mind and my heart, are they're, they're, they want to go over here. They want to go away from what I know you have for me. Lord, why? Uh, help me to overcome that because I know that's wrong. So today... Lead me not into temptation. Lead me not into my own desires. Deliver me from evil. Deliver me from that death that waits for me over there. We live in a world, we live in a time, let's be honest, it's just all around us that says, if you do this, you will feel amazing and it will be the greatest thing and it'll always feel this way. And it's just constant and constant and constant constant and we have to constantly be going back to the Lord and say God help me today help me to get on that path so I don't fall into this path of destruction where I'm tempted to go help my kids to see that when they make friends help the people I care about to know the importance of this help us to have discernment help us have understanding in how we live our lives so that we don't walk into traps that bring death into our lives. And so I need a path and I need protection. And then finally, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Perspective one more time. I realize who my father is. He's holy, he's in heaven. Heaven is amazing. Heaven is where I'm headed. Heaven is, is, is what I desire my life to reflect. And now I see that that's coming. That whatever I'm going through, whatever you're going through right now, whatever that thing that's in your heart that keeps you up at night, that thing that stresses you out, that will pass. It has a timetable on it. It has a clock that is ticking and it will end. And after that, it's something we can't imagine. His kingdom is coming, right? When I'm listening to that music, that is a little taste of what's coming, right? When you get those goosebumps and that back of your head gets warm and, and you feel that power, that's a little taste of what's coming. That's not it. That's just like a drop of a drop of a drop of what's coming. But when you sense God and you sense him moving and something stirs in your heart and something begins to, to move in you, that's just a taste of his kingdom coming. That is what's coming, something you can't imagine, something that's beyond compare. And it's his kingdom because he's there and he is king and he loves us and he's a, he's a holy father. And he says, when you wake up or when you live your life, pray this. 
Take it to the Lord in prayer. Whatever it is, we all have it. Let's be honest. We all have a lot of things we could pray through this, right? We have a lot of things that we could put through this every single day. What would it look like if we did? What would it look like this year if every issue that came into my life, I had this kind of conversation with God about? My job, my relationships, my finances, my stress. What if I went to my father and I had this conversation with him every day? So here's the question. Will you prioritize your prayer life? Will you prioritize your prayer life? Will you make this call to God daily? You know how you become holy? You hang out with someone who's holy. And there's nobody holier than our Father. It's a commitment. It's not easy, but it's valuable. It's worth it. And it's what Jesus told his disciples to do. And I really believe the reason we're in this room is because those disciples took that seriously. And they said, you know what? I'm committing to this. And through that, God has done amazing things. This morning, What is he saying to you? What's your next step? Do you know and trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And do you want to know him more? Do you know him? And do you want to know him more? That's the question. Let's pray. Father, these are your words. You spoke through Matthew to us. Lord, I pray as we consider this tool, this way of approaching you, I pray that your will would be done in it, Lord, that you would guide us, that you would protect us, that you would give us what we want, not what we need. And Lord, that we would always consider the fact that that whatever tough thing we're going through is temporary. The best is yet to come. So Lord, as you called your disciples to take that step of faith, to get up and go, to not just hear it, but to do it, I pray that you would place that on our hearts as well. That we would have this close relationship with you daily. Lord, I thank you that you didn't hide yourself. You didn't make this a mystery. You revealed it through your Holy Spirit to us. Help us then, Lord, to not be hearers of the word, but doers. Help us to to love you and to be excited for your kingdom. And Lord, help us to share that with others. Lord, thank you. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done. In Jesus' name.